0: If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to this past Thursday's special presentation with Martha Carr, that's the episode I want to direct you to today. If you have had a chance to listen and you're all caught up, I'm sorry I'm bringing you a bit shorter of an episode than usual, But I do want to update you on some of the important things going on in my book marketing world so that you can consider if any of these things might be worth pursuing or exploring for yourself. If you've ever watched an author read in public and felt bored, TRBM is the antidote. That reminds me of having tea near a bay window on a dreary day. TRBM is for writers, what time lapse was for painters, guitar solos and spotlight were for bands, and what chainsaws and ice blocks were for sculptors. What does TRBM stand for? The raisin Biscotti melts, talked rice burner mechanic, or the treacherous road before me. You decide. This is not a spoiler for the episode with Martha Carr, but it is a place that I want to stop and talk about a little bit because I have flirted with a larger conversation about the idea and, importantly, the science behind manifestation. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term, it can be a little bit slippery to pin down. But what I understand from listening to a number of podcasts about manifestation and reading a number of articles online, essays, uh, and even scholarly publications Manifestation is when you make something come true by wholeheartedly desiring the outcome. And the reason I think it can be tricky to define is that you have to then go inside and say, what does it mean to wholeheartedly? What does it mean to desire? And both of those questions maybe seem a little bit surfacey and easy if you don't pause. What is desire? If I walk through the grocery store and I'm hungry, uh, I might see a bag of chips and feel hungry and buy the bag of chips. And is that desire? And is it the same kind of desires I have when I wake my wife up in the morning and think, she's really beautiful and I desire to always be with her? Or, you know, she's really beautiful. She's really beautiful. She's really beautiful. My brain just tried to edit for me and like, People won't like that I went directly to beautiful, but I'm sorry, I find her beautiful. Um, and that was, plays fairly high in my esteem of her is, is the way that, that she looks, um long story that I'm not going to go into here, but I did once get engaged to a woman that I did not find beautiful because I was in a Christian tradition and it was really important that you were faithful to not have any kind of intimacy with a person until you were married. And I thought my best chance at actually achieving that is to not feel physically attracted to the person I'm with. So um, as as awful as that is, uh, it certainly was defined by a goal that I desired to be pure uh, because of what I believed religiously. I look back at those times and I think it was fairly destructive, and I think that the church has been fairly destructive to a lot of people because of some sort of strange strictures that they've put around romantic relationship, but desire. It's pretty easy to see the way that I desire my wife and how that differs from a bag of chips. And what's the middle ground in manifestation? Well, I can tell you right now that I am working on kind of a bigger vision board. I'll try to take a picture and add this to the Substack show notes if you are a subscriber of mine on Substack so that you can see how lame my vision board is right now. But I will read to you the three goals on my, my vision board right now. It may get larger as I build it out and think about it more. There will certainly be photos and that kind of stuff eventually, but right now it's just three uh, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper with large wording written on them, and I'm gonna read them for you right now. I am a best selling novelist earning a full time living on my writing. I have healthy eating and drinking habits and slim down to 185 pounds play is a massive part of my life, and I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. So one of them is a physical goal. It's just, that's where my my weight is healthy, and so much of my life is better when I'm at a healthy weight. Right now, I am pushing 100 pounds overweight from where I want to be, and that's embarrassing to admit, but it's true. The best-selling novelist, That's obvious. That's what this whole show is about. And then play. I think that's the one that maybe will surprise some people. And I continue to look at it and I want to manifest that into reality for me. There's something about being successful that a person's inclination is to just badger you over the head with how hard they worked to get there. And the truth is, is that I do work really hard. But... I think about play, and I would rather be the kind of person who brags about having the opportunity to constantly be at play, having fun with what I'm doing. Um, And that is a more enjoyable kind of life, I think, than being very serious all the time and not having fun and not playing. So if I can make writing, reading, those kind of things about play, all the better. If my time with my kids and my wife can be about play, all the better. If I can travel to places and explore and have great food, not too much of it, great drinks, not too many of them, and really embrace the world, play is, I think, the spice. And so I'm, I'm looking at those three goals every day and working toward manifesting them, you might say, isn't that, just, isn't that just goal setting? Well, you'll notice that all three of those goals have no time limit on them. They're not saying, this is when I'm going to do it. Some people believe that you should have a time frame, but I'm not. I'm just thinking, this is the person that I want to be uh, as, as a permanent fixture of my life. Play, uh, body size, composition, weight, all of that kind of thing, and then selling novels. Um, those are things that I want to be a permanent part of me. There may be more as I think deeply into it and add to it, but you'll notice a couple features of the the goals that I set up. They're all written as if they've already happened. Uh, I understand from listening to Dr. Tara Swart-Bieber that you want to write those goals as if they've already happened, that the brain actually interacts with... You or the mind, you integrate it differently when you speak it and think it as if it's already occurred. So part of the manifestation process is that ownership. I don't fully understand it, but I'm just doing it. Then the next question is: Are those things that I desire enough that I'm perpetually moving toward them? Because you can't sit on the couch and read a goal and expect it to 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 come true. If you want. Play to be an important part of your life. You have to build play into the things that you're doing. If you want to be a best-selling novelist, you can't. Uh, you can't even just write the book and put it out there. You have to to take drastic action, uh, huge action. Uh, i mentioned Grant Cardone lately. I have a great guest coming on who's a fan of Grant Cardone, um, and that, that's really exciting because I I don't run into many novelists who uh, like him. Uh, I think a lot of creatives find him a little bit off-putting. And some aspects of him I also find off-putting. But um, I was speaking with her a little bit or messaging back and forth with this future guest uh, about, about Grant and the things that you have to do in order to get your books to sell. You have to be doing something that most other authors aren't doing at a level of action that most other authors aren't doing it if you want to see the kind of outcome that makes you a bestseller the reason that every author isn't a bestseller is that most authors won't take this kind of action Um, if you think about traditional publishing there are elements of it that make it difficult i've i've seen myself and author friends of mine trapped because of traditional publishing contracts that make it impossible to really market effectively you don't have enough money you don't have enough margin you don't have enough creative leeway there are so many things holding you back if you're traditionally published i think at this point um and then you also have Libby Grant slash Libby Harker uh who hawker who traditionally publishes because she's able to just put a ton of content out there and she lets the uh publishers handle all of the marketing stuff for her. And that works out really well for her. Uh, she makes a good living doing it. She was a guest on this podcast. Catch that episode if you aren't familiar with the conversation. But essentially, she writes five hours every day. And she submits book after book after book to her publishers. And she's just so consistent with that that she's able to have the life she wants and not worry about marketing. That's great. That's one avenue that you could take. I would probably take that avenue myself in some regards if I could, because the the less you can do, the more you can play, I guess. But I also do love marketing, and I've realized I love making this podcast even on uh, a morning where I'm feeling a little bit headachy. Long day in the sun yesterday, watching a baseball tournament. My kids played um, sunburnt, if I didn't mention. So it's a a little rambling, but I love doing this. And I I actually believe that the people that I want to speak to get something out of this because they realize the day-to-day is all part of what we're trying to do. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here because I have... The last of my proofreading to do for The Eight Ball Magic of Susie Q before I send it off to XE Sands so she can start working on it. I think she's very close to being finished with The Nine Lives of Marva DeLonghi. That's super exciting. I was having a couple of uh, back and forth emails with her, and it sounds like she's uh, been having kind of a, uh, a conflict with one of the characters. Uh, his name is Laser, if you've read the book. If you haven't, uh, he's as ridiculous as his name would suggest. She was trying to figure out, like, what did I have any ideas on how he sounded in my mind, uh, and going back and forth with her about that was, was a lot of fun, and realizing somebody's reading my book so deeply that they're thinking about the voice of the characters. So, um, yeah, maybe for a future topic, think about audiobook readers as maybe the most uh, keen reader you will ever get of your book, unless it gets studied by academics, if you're Cormac McCarthy. Um, all right. You can buy my books on my website. I'll have links to that in the show notes. You can get great deals through those links, or if you are one of the chosen on Facebook where I run the ads, you can get them really cheap. But you can always grab the books. And if you really, really want my books and you want the discount and you don't get the certain one that you're looking for, just reach out to me and I will personally email you the discount code you need to get any of my books at the cheapest possible price that I can afford to offer them if I'm going to make a living as an author. Uh, And then last thing is... Every single episode, I am going to include a link to the Ammo program. I want to make it abundantly clear if I have not already. I am the host of the Ammo podcast, and if you sign up for the program using the link in my show notes on my substack from one of my emails, I do receive affiliate commissions for that. I want to be completely clear that I do get an income at this point Before, that wasn't true. So if you're listening retrospectively for the podcast, there was a time when I was recommending it and I was not making an affiliate commission. That has changed because I'm the host of the podcast, because I'm pushing this. I'm spending money to advertise the podcast in different places. If you're listening from Overcast, thanks for joining. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope that this hit the spot for you, Um, doing a little bit of targeting there. I'm going to be looking into other places to advertise the podcast because I want people to find ammo. and I want to grow my show at the same time and sell some books so we'll see what happens i like to just let you know all of the different things that i'm doing and how it's working uh let's see that's all i've got for you we'll talk again on wednesday i've got a great interview that i'll have edited up and uh, that'll be another edition of trbm ammo style Mm -hmm.